there's a lot of things you notice if you choose to be observant. One of those things I've noticed usually takes quite a thumping to get most of us to open our eyes. So today I'd like to share with you a little something I've observed throughout the adventure that is my life. Yet, for you to appreciate the outcome, I first have to share some of that journey. So here goes. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Wait, wait, wait. That's the wrong story. Sorry. Let's, let, let's try that again. Um, back in the day, I was just your typical adolescent. And just like every other kid, I didn't realize that. You see, even though this was before social media made sure you knew what every person in your life had for breakfast, yeah, no matter what generation you are, we've all liked to paint prettier pictures of our lives than they actually are. So just like every teenager, I found myself contemplating the great mystery of life. Yes, why was everyone else living a perfect life when mine was so difficult? Like seriously, what gives? I was miserable, I was depressed, I was borderline suicidal. I say borderline, well, because honestly, I didn't believe I could die. Dictionary.com defines death as the end of life. So yeah, I couldn't die. I didn't have a life to begin with. Ask my sister. She loved to tell me I'd never get Eagle Scout. You need to get life first. But yeah, you can't lose something you don't have. I was immortal. Oh man, was I screwed. Quick PSA. Here's a TLDR, or is it TLDL version? You are never alone. If you are in that place that I once was, please, please, please reach out. There is help out there. So back to the story. I was bullied. I didn't have any close friends. And heck, I couldn't even talk to a pretty girl. But, 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 um, hi? Yeah, seriously. You talk about walls people build around themselves? The Tower of Babel had nothing on me. Those amateurs. I had nothing going for me in life. A roof over my head, food on my plate, good health. Why is everyone else living a perfect life and not me? Clearly, either God did not exist, or, well, he wasn't a very nice one. I was the brunt of all of his jokes. I mean, seriously, church was a punishment. Quite literally, if we were late to Sunday Mass, we were forced to sit through two. And my family, yeah, we pretty much had our own time zone. So not cool. This church thing, it's a total fraud. So with all the curses the living had cast on me, my apparently undead self did what any clearly unprivileged person would do. Quick tangent, yes, I was pretty much a zombie before the zombie apocalypse was cool. Take that, Hollywood. Anyway, my life was so miserable that I had to choose which private school I wanted to go to for high school. Yep, I had nothing going for me. So I looked at all the expensive schools around me. And for reasons unbeknownst to me, I just, I felt right at one of them. Choice made. It wasn't even close. It was a Jesuit school. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't care. Somehow I just knew it was where I wanted to go. And I loved it there. I first walked in those doors a wretch that hated God. I left four years later a very different man. Men for others was the school's motto. Faith in action, the Ignatian way. Perfidum ad plenum veritatem. I'm sure I butchered the pronunciation in Latin, but it means through faith to the fullness of truth. At 13 years old, spiritually, I was on empty. The last thing I wanted was to be anywhere near a church. But through the trials of adolescence, that's exactly where I found myself. Though it was not part of my plan, that empty, miserable shell of a human being found something there. I found hope. And that hope blossomed into faith. Four years later, I left, spiritually sound.
Now fast forward a decade. Still spiritually sound, that ain't changing, but still some work to do. I developed sort of an addiction. Every April, I had to run from Hopkinton to Boston. The Boston Marathon, it was the highlight of my year. And the day after, I'd find myself counting down to the next one. The first time I ran that course, I was fresh out of high school cross country in the prime of my life. Running a marathon cold turkey, eh, no big deal. And although I promised myself I'd train the next year, yeah, right. Even though I was so sore the next day I had to call into my campus job, uh, yeah, um, I'm not calling in sick. I feel great. I just can't move. If somebody wants to come wheel me in, I'll happily work. Yeah, I was about 18. Enough said. So a decade later, each run progressively slower, because, yeah, I kept saying I was going to train and never did it. 2012 humiliated me. I had to walk most of it. Reality check. You're not 18 anymore, genius. That's what you get for trying to run 26 miles straight after not running that distance combined in an entire year prior. So, gut punch, wake-up call. For 2013, I actually trained. For the first time ever, I was ready for this. Or so I thought. I've never been more wrong in my life. Four hours after I left Hopkinton that day, I was on top of the world, so thrilled that I'd run my fastest marathon in almost a decade, and comfortably so. I stood just past the finish line at the Old South Church in Boston. Picture it didn't happen. I was about to take a selfie with that famous arch in the background. Boom! Just like that, my world fell apart. As the shockwaves of that first blast shattered my psyche, I stood in front of that church. I've never felt more powerless, more helpless in my life. But that same voice that told me which school I was to attend 15 years earlier, you need to be here for this, it said. I remember looking up and thinking, I don't get it. But I'd found my faith years before. Through that faith, I knew that somehow this would be okay. Keyword, somehow. For a while, I was not okay. I couldn't sleep. Eventually, I realized I needed to go back. That selfie I never got, I would stand in front of that church and take that photo. A good Samaritan made that happen. When that flight back to Boston was booked, I slept like a baby. I went back to Boston and stood in front of that church, and I yelled at the top of my lungs. And if you know anything about me, you know just how loud that really is. I quoted Big Poppy, and not the clean version, this is our city and ain't nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong! I got that photo a month later. A lot had changed. That experience woke me. No more one day. Today is that day. I got my passport. My first steps on foreign soil. Rome. Vatican City. Then some time in Ukraine touring some beautiful Orthodox cathedrals. Yeah, it's a big world out there. I've got a lot left to see. A lot of churches. But psychologically, I was in tatters. The world had moved on. I had not. I was alone. I was dead inside. A year after that explosion, I had nothing left. Not a single human on earth had my back. And those that should have, quite a few of them, intentionally or not, they were exacerbating my struggles. Physically, I was okay. Spiritually, I was hobbling along. I didn't get it, but I clung desperately to that faith. Mentally, burnt toast. 
It wasn't pretty. But that voice was right. I trudged through inner hell. But I emerged like a phoenix from the ashes. I was psychologically invincible. With that faith as the foundation upon which my restored psyche took root, I was ready for anything. My spirit would not break. My psyche would not break. I'd realized that by truly embracing that faith, happiness would abound. Happiness was a choice, and one that I would make every single day. Spiritually sound and psychologically invincible. Life is good. And the world is cruel. That PTSD finally behind me. I was in for another surprise. One night after work, as I was about to jump on my bicycle and head home, that voice again, This is it, it says. Weird. I knew I was going to get hit that day. And I was at peace with that. Because I also knew that it would be okay. Somehow. Drunk, distracted, homicidal, I'm literally legally barred from finding out. I was mowed down from behind that night, and she just sped off, leaving me there, not caring if I lived or died. My brain bashed against the roadway, my flesh ripped from my body, vertebra fractured, muscles torn, twisted and battered, covered in bruises and road rash with a brain that just didn't want to function right anymore. I don't remember very much about that night. I do remember looking up and quite confidently thinking, you know I'll pass this test too. I knew. Not how, not where, and no idea even when. But I knew it would be okay. He'd had my back through worse, even when I quite clearly didn't deserve it. Spiritual test? Check. Psychological test? Check. Yep, now I'm physically broken. That life fell apart. I lost my business. I lost my home. Those I trusted betrayed me. But I knew he would not. Somehow, I knew it would work out. Remind me another time to tell you about the epic adventures that brought about. Oh man, were they epic. And all the churches that took me in along the way. I'll forget. That TBI thing? Memory? What was I saying again? So it took years. It took me all over this country and beyond. I found temporary refuge in places I'd never thought I'd find myself. And even there, just around the corner, there was a church. Eventually I found serenity. I found the physical healing I needed. I'll never forget moving to my new home, once again blessed by another wonderful Good Samaritan. I remember driving by that church along the way and laughing to myself. Seriously, I moved out to the middle of nowhere to get away from everything, everything. But even here, there was a church. In the months that followed, I pondered, prayed, and meditated about that as I ran, miles upon missful miles, spiritually sound, psychologically invincible, and now physically formidable. He broke me down piece by piece, and upon that rock of faith, a stronger, wiser self now stands. Wow. I am truly blessed. In high school, as I suffered through depression, there was a church. In adulthood, when those bombs destroyed my mind, there was a church. But when my body was broken, where was it? I knew I was missing something. Footprints in the sand? Ha! Some joke, that long groove is where I dragged you, kicking and screaming. My picture's a little different. During the tough times, 
There are no footprints in the sand. Just a whole bunch of little paw prints scattered around and slight ripples in the water just offshore. Seriously, he walks on water. Why would he be on the shore with a small feline army circling between his legs while carrying my dead weight? They'd manage to trip even him. But yeah, where was the church when I struggled physically? I couldn't figure it out. It was there. It always was when I needed it. And even when I didn't know I needed it. And then one day out running, it hit me. How obvious it had been this whole time. The church wasn't where the suffering was. It was where the healing began. In high school, on his time, in his house, my spirit took root there, at a church. In adulthood, my psyche in tatters. I screamed in defiance of the evils of this world, there, at a church. And now, my body once broken, renewed, empowered, here in the middle of nowhere, here, at a church. Body, mind, and soul ripped apart piece by piece. Yeah, I never would have chosen any of this. But looking back and analyzing it all, wow, is it amazing how perfect his plan is. How perfect everything truly is. I'm not worried about what comes next. Because I know, absolutely, positively know, when things look rough, when things are darkest and everything looks hopeless, just around the corner, there is a church. And from there comes the healing. If some of the details of my life sound familiar to you, great. Keep that to yourself. I share this story anonymously because in the end, it's not about me. My story is really no different than any other. We all have our demons we must face. That we face them alone, that is the lie we must stop ourselves from believing. Let your faith take root. You are not the first to be tried and tested. You are not the last. If the fallacy of alone lures you in, you will fall and fail. But standing on the rock of faith, if you confidently bear whatever cross is thrust upon you, that strength knows no bounds and no limits. So no matter how rough your life may look right now, no matter what demons and struggles and strife ravages your life right now, know that you aren't alone, know that you never will be alone, and know that right around the corner, there is a church. And there you will find healing.